You know, I remember, I've probably said it up here before. I think I'll be saying that for the rest of my pastoral days, right? I think I've said this up here before. I remember a, I remember a pastor said, he was like, when the altars open up, he goes, everybody should be here, including him. And uh, I've taken that to heart. I, I don't always come up when the altar opens, but I know I sure do need to. You know, and uh, anyways. Uh, let's release the kids for Children's Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome job today, ladies and worship team. So I don't have to... All right, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody's like, when's he going to wrap it up? <laughs> well, go your team, and we'll see you all next Sunday. Uh, we covered... This year, our theme is Rise Up. And we started with the seven-week series, the steps and habits to rising up. We've covered three topics already. We started with feeding your spirit, which we talked about reading God's word daily, not just a snack on Sunday mornings. Right? We then discussed building faith. I reminded you that faith is your responsibility. It's not your spouse's, your sibling, or God. It's your responsibility. We discussed hearing the word of God on a daily basis. Hearing it. It's one thing to read it, but are you hearing it? And last week we discussed speaking the word. So I talked to you about reading the word, hearing the word, and speaking the word. Last week we talked about the power of the tongue. The power and authority living in you. Challenging last week the stuff we heard. A lot of people came up to me after service and said I really need to reevaluate the way I pray about things. It was deep. It was good. The ability to speak the word over your life and the life of others. We talked about this last week. And this week, we're going to look at one of these seven as a habit. Today's habit is controlling your thought life. Controlling your thought life. Have you ever heard the phrase, I'm renting space in your head? I remember the first time I heard somebody say that to you. Oh, that's just renting space in your head, dude. I was like, what? For free. Your head, your head is valuable real estate. You know that, right? Your, your thoughts are valuable real estate. Every square inch of your thought life is an investment. Every bit of it is costing you. 
That's hence the phrase, I'm renting space in your head. It's only costing you. If I say something up here and it bothers you all week, I go home, I forget about it. I'm renting space in your head. Yeah? You ever somebody at work that does that to you? A friend? Your significant other? What do these things cost you? It costs you your sanity. Costs you energy. We're getting to that one. Costs you your emotions, negative or positive. It's going to cost you these things. And it's going to cost you your health, your physical health, and your spiritual health. It's going to cost you. So the question is, what are you allowing to rent space in your head? How many of us listen to worship music this morning on the way to church? Show of hands. Okay, so I'm going to assume every other hand that's not raised up, listen to Metallica, the Beatles, something else, right? Jesus loves Chicago. So what I'm asking you is this. What are you allowing to rent space in your head? Is it healthy or is it toxic? What did you watch on TV last night? You watched an old Billy Graham sermon. Right? That's what you watched. And yesterday afternoon before you took your nap, you watched a, 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 a TBN or one of those stations, Right? Middle of the day, you're like, I don't even like Joel Osteen, but for some reason I decided it was a good thing to watch him today. Right? Is that what you did yesterday? Oh. Surprisingly, I'll tell on myself, you know what I watched last night? I watched The Conjuring. Never seen it. (laughs) Had never seen it. But I was like, okay, it's kind of based on somewhat true events, some uh, demonologists and... And, and, you know, spirits in the world, and these guys are exorcism about getting them out. And I read about the, the couple, they, they died in the last 20 years, but I was reading about them a little bit. And I'm like, okay, true or not, I do believe in a spiritual realm. I do believe that there's demonic forces against us. I'm going to watch this movie. So, that's what I watched last night. Was it healthy or toxic? It was toxic. It was toxic. It was really toxic. Movie was weird, toxic. I probably spent half the movie looking at my phone, anyways. But that's what I did. What are you filling your head with all week? What are you filling your head with all week? Books. Good books, right? Or are they Louis, Louis, what was that, uh, that author? He was a cowboy love author. Louis Lamore. Louis no. Was it a Louis Lamore book? No. Remember that time I got up here and I talked to you about evil and I talked to you about your definition of evil is what you feel is more evil than what you would do? You guys kind of remember when I said that? Yeah. See, I like Metallica. So if you don't like heavy metal, you would look at my music and go, because I think heavy metal is bad and I don't like it and I don't agree with it, that's evil. That's the way we, do, that's the way we view things. If I judge your sin to be greater than mine, that's evil, but my sin's not. 
What are you filling your head with? Your head thoughts affect your everything. They affect the way you wake up in the morning. They affect your dreams at night. They affect the way you interact with those around you. They affect everything. Yes? You know what happens when you watch Billy Graham give an old sermon in the Coliseum? And then you get on the road and somebody cuts you off and you're like, Lord, I pray that that person learns self-control and learns to be better on the road. And I pray their salvation, Lord. Let them come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. But if you watch, but if you watch like Commando, they cut you off and you're like, yeah, Tully, I lied. You know, you're ready to drop these people. Like, what is affecting your thought life? This is the truth. The truth is, if you fill yourself up with garbage, you're going to think garbage. You're going to have garbage thoughts, and that's going to be your response to everything that goes on around in your life. That's the truth. Huh? Gar- I, it's somewhere in my notes. You're going to get that one later. So listen. Is it healthy or toxic? The mind, body, and spirit are interconnected in a big way. Your head thoughts affect your everything, which then affects your health, your joy, your peace, your prosperity, about every area of your life. Every area of your life. Considering these measurements, I'd say it's an important thing to be in control of if you want to rise up and level up your faith, right? You want to rise up this year? Are you in control of your thought life? Joshua 1.8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. If I want to feed my spirit, build my faith, and speak the word and control my thought life, Let me read that verse again. Study this book of instruction continually. Do you like to read books? Well, there's a book I recommend you read over and over and over. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be certain, likely. No, they use the word sure. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. To obey a lot of stuff written in it, most of the stuff written in it, everything written in it. Only then. You know, I like words like only, must, shall. Those are definites. Anybody read OSHA stuff? Must and shall, those are their favorite words. (laughs) They use those words for a reason. Because there's no ands, ifs, or buts outside of Shall or must. There's no maybe. There's no kinda. It's shall and must. Only is one of those words. It's also in the OSHA books. Only. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only 
then will you prosper and succeed in all you do? Bullet point one, we thrive on the first three steps and habits if we learn to put the word in our heart. Reading the Bible daily, hearing the word daily, speaking the word daily. If you do all those things, what's your thought life going to look like? It's going to look like the word of God. Everything. If you read the Bible in the morning, you read some of it in the afternoon, you listen to it on the way to work, you listen to it on the way home, you're engaged in conversations about it with people around you, you speak life over people every time situations come up, your thought life is pretty much circulating around God's word. Aren't you all doing this all day, every day? I mean, we're great at this stuff, right? A, read the Bible continually. That's what it told us to do here. You got to read the Bible continually. If you want to thrive on the first three steps, you got to read the Bible continually. There's a verse in the Bible, they say it's one of the shortest verses in the Bible. How many people have told you this is the shortest verse in the Bible? And some of them are one word, some of them are two words, some of them are three words. I could pull a different translation and take it from three words to two, it doesn't matter. There's a verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. It is one of the shortest verses in the Bible, and it says, pray without ceasing. And in another version of the Bible, it's in two words, it says, pray continually. So I'm telling you to read your Bible continually. Read the Bible continually. Ponder about it at all times. Remember what I said, question everything? Did you know that if your thoughts were sit there and focused on, I wonder, I mean, I've done this. Just read out of Joshua, right? I'm like, you guys know the word empathy, to put yourself in someone else's shoes, literally Shut down what you got going on, put yourself in someone's shoes and just live in this imaginary world of living out what you're, they're doing here, right? Empathize here with Joshua. You were one of the spies who went out for Moses. You've come back. You've spent 40 years in the wilderness. Moses is dying. You're about to take charge and carry the people into the promised land. Empathize yourself into his shoes. I've done that. I just sit there and I love to imagine this stuff. I love to imagine myself being every character in the Bible. Doesn't everybody do that? I do. I love doing that. It's how I build an engagement with what I'm reading. Read the Bible continually. Ponder about it at all times. Use your imagination. I like to read between the lines. Remember, I always do that up here. Let's read between the lines. Are you reading between the lines? What is bullet point C though, Chris? You said read the Bible continually, ponder about it all times. Be sure to submit to the instruction. Didn't it say that right here? Meditate. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Boy, Chris, I'm human though, man. I need Jesus. Because I can't do all that stuff. Well, remember I said, the closer you are to Jesus, you don't become sinless, but you'll sin less. Sin less looks like obeying what's written in the Word of God. Look at it, Mark 7, chapter 20. Thinking about your thought life here, folks. What's going on up here? 
And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Well, guess how they get there? Guess how they get there? Do you think you knew what any of those things meant until you learned about them? That's right. How'd you learn about them? You put it in. Put it in your head. Even love romances on TV that are funny comedies will lead you down an imaginary path of things that are evil. So just because a movie's not rated R doesn't mean it's not toxic. You know what cute, cute movie? The Family Man, Nicolas Cage. Super cute movie, right? Made you want to be somebody else, didn't it? Well, that ain't good for you. Made you want to be that. Boy, I wish God would open my eyes and fix my life and make me fall in love with the woman I thought I should have fell in love with 25 years ago. Oh. Is that healthy for you or toxic for you? Number two, what are you putting in your heart and mind? A, what you put in you spews out of you. If you watch The Fast and the Furious all the time, I bet you that you're not a safe driver. I've watched all nine Fast and Furious. I have not. I've watched all nine Fast and Furious, and everybody on the road doesn't know how to drive. That's the way you start thinking, right? Huh? I don't have too many people in here that uh, probably had race cars. My first car was a 1970 Camaro. 350. Very fast. Take down a quarter tank of gas in a mile if I opened it up. And at 17, I was the best driver on the road. Yeah. What are you filling your mind with? Didn't everybody grow up watching Smokey and the Bandit? Right? Aged. What you put in you spews out of you. Is it healthy or is it toxic? Everything. The conversations that you are having with the people that you're allowing around you are either healthy or toxic. Period. But let's look at it as a different angle here. If you're reading the word of God daily 
and you're hearing the word of God daily, and you're speaking the word of God daily into your life and the lives of others, and you're controlling your thought life, and you get around someone toxic, you shut that down and you fill them with the word. Right? Because your brain is not going to want to hear that stuff. You could fill yourself so much with God that you just don't want to hear things that aren't of God. Did you know that? It's true. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a skill and it's a practice that you got to do. Are you feeding your thoughts with garbage? You guys know what garbage looks like? I usually throw it in the dumpster and then it goes out on Sunday night and the big truck comes and takes it away because we don't want to have anything to do with it. That's what garbage is. Nasty stuff that you're done with. Are you feeding yourself sermon during the week? Are you feeding yourself at the small groups that are going to start up? Are you reading the Bible daily? Or are you getting a snack on Sunday morning and then the rest of the week is action movies? And Metallica. Sometimes guilty. Well, know this. If you're feeding your thoughts with garbage, garbage will produce garbage. Oh, that was so self-explanatory, Pastor. I know. But I wanted you to hear it and write it down. Did you know the best way to learn things is to write it down? Even if you knew it? Yeah. You know when your teacher used to make you write, I will not talk out loud in class during fifth period ever again. And then they have you write it 100 times on 14 sheets of paper? Didn't that happen to anybody? When you started doing this, I, 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 I will, 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 and then it looked horrible. But if you wrote it out, I will not do this, I will not do this, I will not do this. You know what you thought about for about three weeks? That statement. That's why I'm having you write this stuff down. Are you feeding your thoughts with garbage? Because garbage will produce garbage. Romans 12, 2, guys. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By what, Chris? By changing the way you think. It's all in your head. It's your headspace. What are you giving to the headspace? Healthy stuff or toxic stuff? Because it says here, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. My favorite statement. If everybody was jumping off a cliff, would you jump? I don't know, maybe if there was water down below. <laughs> that would have been my smart aleck answer, right, to authority. If they weren't dying at the bottom, maybe. Just some dumb answer, right? Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. What happens when you do that, pastor? Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Do you know what God's will is for you? Or do you show up here every Sunday looking for it? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is what? It's good and pleasing 
and perfect. Thank you, D. It is good and pleasing and perfect. So, number four, are you following the patterns and acceptable behaviors of this world? Are you? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger was cool in the 80s, man. That's how I grew up. We loved Arnold. He was the ultimate butt kicker. You had Sylvester. Van Damme came out a little after them. This is what we grew up on. This is what I grew up on. This is what I filled my head with. WWF, wrestling. Yeah, what do I do today? I'm a weightlifter. Why? Because that's what I fell in love with because it was shoved down my throat so much. That garbage, that's what I want in my life today. It's crazy. It's crazy, folks. But I don't have to tell anybody here what that is in your life because you want to know something? You all know exactly what that is. We all know exactly what that is. We all know what we grow up, grew up wanting to be that wasn't of God and still have that somewhere in our head, don't we? Wow. Are you trying to be cool? Are you trying to be cool? Are you trying to be cool? Not after this sermon. Or are you filled with the word so that you transform your thoughts? Read the Bible daily, hear the Bible daily, speak the word daily, and you'll be filled with that word and your thoughts will transform. You will be a walking, talking Jesus freak and people will love you for it. No, they won't. Let God transform your thought life. Why, Chris? Why? So that you may know his perfect and pleasing will for you. God did not bring you here by accident. You were not raised a pastor's son. You were not raised a pastor's granddaughter. You were not raised a pastor's wife. You were not, none of those things happened to you by accident. They all happened to you on purpose. So let God start transforming your thought life so that you can know what his will is for you because you're not here by accident today. You're not. None of you, including me. None of us are here by accident. No one. I'm going to get ready to close this up because I know you all want to go to your Super Bowl parties. <laughs> Philippians 4, 8, and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, but this won't be the final thing, sorry. <laughs> fix your thoughts on, fix your what? Thoughts. Oh, your thoughts. I think he called this sermon Controlling Your Thought Life. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Those were the words of Paul. Then the God of peace will be 
with you. Controlling your thought life is not that difficult, guys. Yes, it is. No, you're making it difficult. Because you know everything is a choice. I have the choice to, to read my Bible right now or listen to the news. And we know which one's garbage. I have the choice to listen to worship music in my car right now or listen to a podcast by Joe Rogan. I have the choice right now to go to church on Sunday morning or stay home and watch the Roman circus that we call football. You know what the Roman circus is? It's what the Romans developed to keep the people from looking at what was going on in the government. But you know what they called them? Games. And yours are football and baseball. Basketball, those are your, that's your Roman circus. Those things keep you busy, focused on that, not on God and not on what's going on in the world around you, your Roman circus. So you have a choice on Sunday morning. I'm going to go to church, or are you going to be the family that misses 17 Sundays because it's football season? I know these kind of people. I know people that don't go to church during football season. It's crazy. But it's real. Controlling your thought life is not that difficult, but it is a choice. Focus on the Bible as the instruction manual. Didn't I tell you that early in the beginning? Joshua, study this book daily. Meditate on it daily. Focus on the Bible as the instruction manual. This is how you're going to control your thought life. You're going to think about things that are pleasing to God. What if God presented you with a choice to pray for every person that came across your path, whether they came across in a positive or a negative way? That's a choice. Practice the steps we have covered to rise up. What did I tell you those steps were? I'm going to go over them again. If I say it 84 times, 84 different ways, but I'm saying the same thing, I hope you get it in one of them. I have squat cues for BB. Show me how big you are. Show me how fat you are. Keep your chest up. Look at the wall. Do this. Do that. I got 800 cues. And only one of them will work where she'll do it right. One cue will set in. And she'll do it and she'll stand up and go, I get it. But I don't know what that cue is. So I'm going to tell you the same thing 84 different ways until you get it. Okay? Read the Bible daily. Listen to the word daily. And speak the word daily. Practice the steps we have covered to rise up. If you're doing those three steps, controlling your thought life is not going to be difficult. So ask yourself this question when you go home this week. Are my thoughts on Christ or are my thoughts on me? It's as simple as that. If you do these things, what did Paul say? God will stick with you. He said, then the God of peace will be with you. So I wrote it. If you do all these things, God will stick with you. Okay, in closing, because I know you all want to go home to your Super Bowl parties. Let me read you one last verse. It's not in your notes, so make a note if you'd like to. 2 Corinthians 10.5. That would be 2-C-O-R-10-5. 2 Corinthians 10.5. It's not in your notes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. 
casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's all the garbage that you're putting into yourself. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought into captivity. Sometimes you've got to grab this stuff and go, whoa, where'd that come from? Because that's going to happen. You know the difference between voluntary sin and involuntary sin? It's why you can't be perfect. Here's why you cannot be perfect. Because you have a choice on a lot of sin. And even if you said no to sin every single time, sin's still going to come out of you involuntarily sometimes. Dang, that guy just cut me off. You didn't, you didn't even think about responding. You responded. It was like a clutch reaction. Then there's the times where something happens and you're like, should I think this way or should I not think this way? And then you still choose the bad thought. But then there's that involuntary stuff. That's why you can't be perfect. You can't be. So, in order for us to bring, here's my final notes, guys, and then we're going to go home. In order for us to bring every thought into captivity, we must begin to focus on what we're thinking about. Well, duh, you said that like 10 times. Here's some examples of what I'm talking about. Here's some better examples. Thoughts like, you're never going to get healed. God's not going to heal me. I'm never going to get promoted. I'm going to die. We all will. Thank you. These sops need to be captured and cast down. What you must do is resist these thoughts. And how about this? Speak the word like I told you in habit three against them. Make it sound like this. I'm not agreeing with that. That's not what God promised me. That's what you got to do. Just like I told you to pray last week for this guy, when those thoughts come, you got to stop them and go, nope, I don't believe that. That's not what God promised me. That thought has to go away. You need to bring the thought into captivity and speak the word over it. Yes? Never let these thoughts go unanswered. Don't. Don't let these things sit in your head and stew. Or they'll just rent space in your head all week. You know, he said something last Sunday, and I didn't like it, but I didn't go up and ask him to clarify what he meant, so I'm going to go off my assumption, and I'm not going to say anything to him about it. But I'm going to go home and tell my significant other and complain. I don't even think I want to go back there next Sunday. Did you know you came up to me and said something? I'd probably explain to you what I meant, and we'd probably both be back on the same page. Who's renting space in your head? What is renting space in your head? What are you letting come into your thoughts? So, when you have thoughts like this, never let these thoughts go unanswered, or they'll just rent space in your head. You know what they'll do with that space that they rent in your head? They're going to make it unhealthy. They're going to make it toxic. They're gonna make it co- it's going to make you cost energy, your sanity, and your emotions. And what happens when you have all those things going on in your head? You're going to get physically sick. You're going to get physically sick. Anybody here old enough that you've made yourself physically sick from mental stress? Where are we? There we are. Okay? It is a real thing. A real thing that I never thought would happen to me until I passed an invisible line in the sand of age and it happened. Okay? 
It is a real thing. It's coming for you, youngsters. Take my advice now. Cast down the arguments of your thought life. Anything that goes into your head that's negative, cast it out and speak life over it, okay? 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 Guys? All right. Yeah? Thumbs up? Got them paying attention? Okay. Use the first three steps and habits to help control your thought life, guys. I think we've covered that today. Okay? So we've covered four habits and steps for rising up this year. Reading our word daily, hearing the word daily by building our faith, speaking the word over our lives and the lives of others, and controlling our thought life. That's one, two, three, four. Next week's a surprise. We'll be here next week for that. So, if you read the word daily, you will be hearing the word daily, which you help, will help you speak the word daily so that you can control your thought life daily. Should I say it one other way, or did everybody get it now? Good. All right, let's pray. Lord, I, uh, Lord I, thank you for, I thank you for the message given today, Lord. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you that you, you are in control, Lord, and I want to pray that you help us all Focus our thoughts on you, Lord, and to remove garbage from our life, Lord. Even if there's one activity or thought or thing that we do, Lord, during the week, just, want, just start simple, Lord. Everything has to start simple sometimes. If there's one thing in our life that we're putting into us, Lord, that you just do not like, let us know what that is this week, Lord, and help us take captivity of that and let us cast it down, Lord. Help us to speak life over it, Lord. Help us to speak your word over it, Lord. Help us to continue reading our Bible. Help us to continue hearing your word. Help us to continue speaking your word, Lord. Be in control of our thought lives with us, Lord. We invite you in. In Jesus' name, amen.